Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. Wow. You are going to experience quite a treat today. Udo Erasmus joins us. This episode is unique, to say the least. Um, we certainly dive into tips for entrepreneurs later in the episode, but the majority of the conversation revolves around three different types of adversity, really. We check all the boxes on this one, uh, financial relationship and health adversity that Udo has faced. Uh, he was born into war, and we, we dive into that, uh, specifically his memories of, of being uh, you know, two years old and having bombs go off around him. And um, he's experienced homelessness, divorce, poverty, uh, major health challenges, and uh, man, all, all kinds of adversity. But he has an absolute stillness about him and perspective that's extremely impressive and that I think people are are yearning for these days when we all get so busy and wrapped up in doing and not being. Um, this is a very philosophical episode. We talk about Christianity. We talk about other religions, we, other faiths. We talk about um, a lot about science, a lot about peace and war and um it, but it's very practical. It truly is. If you if you pay attention and listen, it's not all this woo woo stuff. It's it's actually very practical um, about going inward and how getting your health right and um, can really have a major impact on your business, your family, and the rest of your life. Uh, Udo has uh, is heavily focused on oils and the health benefits of oils, but the conversation really is much bigger and and I'd say wider and deeper than that. Uh, you're just going to have to listen for yourself. Welcome to the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. Are you an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? Then this show is for you. Each week, we bring you impactful stories of real people who have overcome painful human adversity to create a life of abundance. A life of abundance. You are not alone in your struggle. Join us and you will experience the power of true stories and gain practical knowledge from founders who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. This podcast will encourage you through your health, relationship, and financial challenges so you can become the hero in your quest for freedom. 
Take ownership of the life you are destined to live. Turn your adversity into abundance. All right, here's the deal. You work hard for your money. Isn't it about time you put your money to work for you? If you are an accredited investor, check out labradorlending.com. Our Integrity Income Fund provides monthly cash flow from an investment backed by hard physical real estate. Our income fund, which is uncorrelated to publicly traded stocks and bonds, invests in first lien mortgage notes diversified by geography, property value, and borrower type. So you're not investing in one project. You're investing in a diversified portfolio of first lien mortgage notes. Our Integrity Income Fund aims to pay its investors monthly distributions at a preferred rate of return of 8% annually. Possibly the best part, though, the fund showcases a short 12-month commitment. So you can invest your capital today and have access to that capital in one year. Check it out today, LabradorLending.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm really pumped today to have with us Udo Erasmus. Udo uh, is... is This is going to be a special episode, I can tell. It's going to be different than all the other episodes we've had. Um, Udo, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Almost as good as you are, and I'm fabulous, right? (laughs) Love it. I love it. Um, So... I have no excuse then to be doing fantabulous, <laughs> fantastic plus, uh, and then some. So tell us, Udo, who are you? What are you up to today? What's what's really, uh, you know, why do you get up in the morning? Uh, you know, as far as uh, what's what are you passionate about right. today? Uh, well, I'm I'm working these days. I'm working on turning health, total health, into a teachable field based in nature and human nature. Because health was invented by life in nature. And in 200,000 years, or however long we've been on this planet, we have never formally put together the most important thing there is, which is, what are we? What is this? Hmm. You know, and what is it? And what's, the, what's its context? Right? So we're human beings living on a planet. But what yeah. exactly does that mean? And how... How does that tell us what is the most effective way to have a good life? Hmm. And uh, the other one is to, to turn human nature into a teachable field, because we know more about our gadgets than we know about mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah. And, it's like, and that's like insane. That's why sure. we have wars. That's why we, people cheat each other. That's why people kill each other, because hmm. we don't know that we, we have built into us something that is so incredibly magnificent that if we were in touch with it, we would chill. <laughs> we would mm. chill and we would, we would begin chill. to enjoy each other, ourselves, each other, and the planet. Mm. Okay. And so, we got a yeah. ways to go, as you you know, sure. if you listen to the news, we got a ways to go. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay, so this is going to be fascinating. It's going to be philosophical and practical, is is my guess here, both, which be. is which is which is not easy to do. So this is this is I'm excited to dive into this. Briefly, before we jump back into your personal backstory, yeah, what does this look like? You know, practically speaking, professionally for you, how are you implementing this? We're going to get into it more later, but just short snapshot of how are you actually addressing yeah. those two things you just mentioned. Well, one is, one, one is it has to be experiential. I can't write it if I ain't living it. 
Okay. okay. So that's the first. So it's experiential. And then if I'm going to, I always start by writing. Okay. And I don't necessarily use the writing when I give talks because I like to give them spontaneously. Hmm. But the writing is good for making myself clear. Sure. Clarity. So I, I have like 10,000 pages of notes that I've written since 2006. You know, wow. just about things that come to mind, inspirations, insights, uh, you know, and and so I so writing is my okay. is my foundation. Sure. But then in practice, of course, it's always something else. I might be sure. giving lectures and I might be doing panels and I might be traveling and, sure. you know, I might develop products. So so out of the writing also comes a, a more practical follow through. You know? Okay, that that's really interesting. Yeah. All right. So before we before we get into more detail there and how you're how you're uh, addressing you know implementing those, um, really the the trying to address those uh, the problems you're trying to solve, which are huge huge issues as you said. Before yeah. we get there, let's jump back. I know you've you've experienced a ton of adversity in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we, we really will only have time to scratch the surface, but yeah. let's jump back and, and into your backstory and, and what, what particular uh, time period in your life would you like to start with? Okay, well, I'll just start from the beginning. I was, a, I was born during the Second World War. I'm 81, so I was born in 1942 in Poland, which was then part of Germany. And at the end of the war, we were refugees fleeing out of Poland with the communists chasing us in tanks and trucks on dirt roads, on horse-drawn hay wagons, mothers with young children, no military presence, and the allies, the good guys, were actually using us as target practice, shooting at us from planes. So wow. it was pretty that's, intense. I don't, the, we, I, was, I was intense. two, I was two. I mm -hmm. just remember never feeling safe, you know? So like, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, very, sure. I was very shy as a kid, never felt safe, wasn't sure what I could trust. Got sure. into the world of books because books are safe. So you can okay. read about a war, but there are no bullets flying. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I preferred I preferred yeah. the book to the bullets, right? Absolutely. And and when I was six years old is when my my mission began, which is I heard people argue about really trivial things, and it goes so intense, they get so into it. Mm -hmm. And it would really make me scary. It was scary for me. You mm -hmm. know, it was made me so uneasy. And I said, man, there must be a way that people can live in harmony. Sure. And this little cocky voice had said, and I'm going to find out how. <laughs> you know, I'm six years old. I don't know how complicated <laughs> everything is, right? Well, and absolutely. so that's been my driver all my life. Then when it came to studying, I went into uh, science to figure out how things work. You know, because when you know how things work, you get predictability and that gives you security. Mm -hmm. So I went into science to how, how things work. Then I got into biosciences, how creatures work. Then I got into psychology, how thinking works. Then mm. I got into medicine, how health works. But we only learned about disease. So I went back into biosciences because you learn more about health in biology than in any other topic because you're studying normal creatures in mm. normal situations functioning normally. That would be a close to a definition of health. And, uh, and then I got into biochemistry and genetics. Okay. And that's where I ended up. And then I left university because I was still looking for something else. Mm. And I wasn't sure what it was. And I wasn't finding it at university. And uh, um, eventually got a, 
master's degree in counseling psychology, did some mm. psychedelic uh, experiences. Mm. They kind of blew the door off my that my childhood, my mm. my warped child personality, because mm. it just opened it. Oh my God, there are so many options. And then it it took me a while to figure out how I wanted to live. Mm. But before that, I didn't even know I had any options. Mm. So that now was a big thing. Yeah, I'm just curious because I know there's a, you know, there's you've already covered a ton that we could dive into <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. Now with the psychedelic experiences, I'm just curious because now you're hearing more and more, or maybe you're not because you're already exposed in, to this, but a lot of yeah. us are hearing more and more of of these, you know, this micro dosing and psilocybin being used on these guided tours and different things. I, I'm hearing different, you know. Yeah, yeah, PTSD podcasts. and depression and, exactly. and uh, anxiety and, and uh, dying, you know, when you're close to dying. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, dealing okay. with yeah. the fear of sure. death and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So it's getting, you know, I'm not saying it's mainstream. I think it's still not not mainstream, but you're hearing more and more about it. So obviously you were, uh, sounds like you were kind of cutting edge. When was this when you were, you were doing that? 1964. Wow. And so approximately <laughs> how old were you at that point? 1964, I was 22. I'll make you do the math instead of me doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, just, it's okay. I it's good. I was good at math, so so I'm yeah, happy. And by to. the way, you do not look 81. That's for sure. So you must have yeah. discovered something that's yeah. healthy. So um, quite a few things. Yeah, yeah. So okay, 22 years old. Yeah. Just I'm just I'm just a little more curious about this. The the psychedelic experiences. I mean, is it literally you take some mushrooms and just see what happens, or or was it was it a little bit more structured than that? Uh, for me. The first one, I I was with two friends, one of them in my hallucinations on Mm -hmm. LSD. Mm -hmm. One turned into an angel, the other one turned into a devil. Mm. Wow. (laughs) And I was rolling on the floor laughing, and the tears Mm. were running down my face. And I was laughing to to Mozart music. Mm. You know, ha, 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 ha. (laughs) And then the music would change and the laughter would change. And the reason why I was laughing is it struck me as so incredibly funny Hmm. that everything that I was so studiously and seriously looking for Hmm. in the world Mm -hmm. was actually within me. Hmm. That's a big, that was a big insight. That's like, and that changed. I I kind of knew it because when I was a kid, I didn't feel well cared for. Hmm. And I didn't feel like I had places to turn to on the outside. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So when a kid doesn't have a place that that they that has support, either they die or they find support inside. Mm. And I found the support inside, so I was mm. always a little bit uh, inward, in, in, but not, yeah. but not like this psychedelic journey blew open for me. Mm. I see. So there was so, so even, it goes because yeah. go, inside goes so much deeper than we even have any idea of yeah so even in the first 22 years of your life you were introspective and leaned on yourself were a reader as you said yeah but then this the psychedelic experience is kind of and i had a good sense of humor but i was quite serious actually too i see yeah um okay so you got a lot more introspective and, and, and i guess was that how did that change the way you approached life at that point was it? Uh, well, and then it was like, well, there's a thousand ways to live. How do okay. I want to live? And then it took okay. me about 15 years to figure it out. 
Hmm. How do I want to live, right? Sure. So, and then I got into, after that, I got, uh, I, I was still always looking for a model, like what kind of a human being do I want to be? Hmm. And I came to the conclusion that the, in, of all, everything I knew, the most, uh, the most enviable model would have been the model of the master. Okay, sure. So I got the red letter edition. You know what, you know what that is? No, I'll be honest. Okay, so it's a Bible <laughs> where yeah. everything Jesus says is printed in red ink. Ah, uh, yes, and I've everything seen that. else is in black ink. Yes, I've I got, seen that. I, because I thought, you know what? If I'm going to model myself after this guy, who yeah. they're still talking about 2,000 years later, nobody talks sure. about my grandfather. He hasn't been dead for 50 <laughs> years, right? So there must have been something there, That's right? Yeah. So yeah. I, and my question was, what did he experience that made him live like he did, say what he did, do what he did? Mm -hmm. I want to have that experience. Now, I don't know. It's like nobody ever said you couldn't. <laughs> and it just seemed like, how do you model after somebody? Well, how do sure. you crawl into somebody else's experience? Now, of course, there's, there wasn't a roadmap for that. So I thought red letter edition, focus mm. on what the master talked about. Think about what that meant, means, and think about what he must have been feeling mm. for that to be an expression sure. of okay. himself. So and then I got in with the Christian group. Okay that I thought they're all trying to figure out like I am, and we would all get together and we'd all share our stories because I was mm -hmm. putting things to the test and I was learning stuff. It was really an interesting exploration. Mm -hmm. And and I thought we would all tell our stories and at the end of the, at the, end of the evening, we would all leave enriched. Sure. Right? Yeah, because stories enrich us. Absolutely. So I walked in, sat down at a table, this guy swooped down beside me and I didn't introduce myself. I just looked him in the eye and I said, it must be possible to see God and live. Because when I was a kid, we were told, if you see God, you die. Mm. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, uh, he, he loves me unconditionally. He takes care of me while I'm sleeping. Then if mm. I look at him, he kills me. And it's like, there's something right. wrong with that, that picture. That doesn't make sense. Sure. Yeah. And so I was trying to figure that. So, well, he, the guy who sat beside me, they call it the Jesus People's Army. That should have already been a warning to me because mm. I had war, army was not a good mm. word in my, in my so, vocabulary. No, sure, absolutely. But so and I said this and he jumped out of, the, out of his chair and his arms were flailing wildly in the, you know, and he screamed at the top of his, you're from the devil, you're from the Antichrist, get out. So now, wow. <laughs> so, so now I'm out, I, I slink out, I'm on the sidewalk in the dark in the, in a summer night. I say, well, let's see, I haven't seen God. So maybe I didn't, shouldn't be asking this kind of a question. Hmm. Um, I don't, anyway, I got really confused and really desperate and, and desperation brings sincerity sometimes. Mm. I was yeah, like, I, like, I, like oh, I really want to know. I really want to know. Give us a little, so what, I, what, uh, what, I'm sorry to jump in. What, what's a little more context? Where were you? How old were you? Where, where was this? Uh, this, this was, I was, it was 1970. So I was okay. 28. Okay. Summer of, tw of 1970. All and right. so I decided to do what I used to do to clear my head whenever I got confused. I'd okay. go out in nature because the sure. pace is slow and, you know, it, it, it's, there's just something calming about nature. 
Absolutely. So I, I hitchhiked to West Coast and uh, on a beach, completely deserted, except for me and the logs on the beach, mm-hmm. and decided, okay, this is where I'm spending the weekend. And I went to sleep, and in the middle of the night, I woke bolt upright from dead asleep, and there was this being made of light. Hmm. No label, no words, just a being made of light, but that being embodied a message. And I could put, mes- I could put words to the message, and the message was, I am come not to judge, but to love. And I am come not to judge, but to love. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty clear statement. Sure. And my my confusion and desperation evaporated instantly. I have never had a question since that day. What was the message of the master to humanity? I am come not to judge, but to love. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I realized I was thinking about, well, who was that? What was that? And it kind of was, well, it might have been Christ because I was kind of pursuing that. Mm-hmm. But then it was, well, but maybe it's spirit or maybe it's life. Mm-hmm. And it turns mm-hmm. out those three are all the same. Same thing. Okay. So and so just, life's just... message to the body is also, I am come not to judge, but to love. We are loved mm-hmm. unconditionally from inside by life, which is a fraction mm-hmm. of solar energy. That's a, you know, we can okay. derive that if you want to go there. Um, and that, that life is Christ. And you mm. can have references to that when you read the, the New Testament. Hmm. So now, oh. just to be clear, this was not another psychedelic experience. No. You, just, you just went to sleep and then this... It was this, not psychedelic. This was, yeah. a, this was a non-drug-induced mm-hmm. experience. Okay. And it came, honestly, it came out of... You know what? When you're desperate enough and sincere enough, sure, yeah, <laughs> help from help from greater than you might mm. come, right? I I would I would say it it always comes, yeah, but not and if you're arrogant, not if you're not seeking it and humble enough to yeah to yeah receive it. There's yeah you 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 have to yeah. really want to know, and it's a good question whenever you have a question to say, I don't know, I want to know, sure. please show me. So right, whatever this could be in business, could be in relationship, could be in yeah. anything, right? So That's beyond a that, appro- yeah, uh, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. So, so 28 years old, just I guess, practically speaking, it sounds like you didn't have much of a, a home. You, you, you were moving around. Did you have employment at this time? What was your kind of more day-to-day uh, life? Uh, what did that I, look like? I did. A, um, I was homeless at one point. I literally, for about six months, I slept wherever I ended up at sleep time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I lived on a beach for a while. But what I did in those days, I did a lot of blue-collar jobs. And the reason for it was I wanted to know what it's like to be in the shoes of the people who were doing those jobs. I felt like Mm. as a citizen, that would be a very good Mm. foundation. So I did logging and mining and geology and and, uh, uh, carpentry and house painting and drywall. Mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I babysat a fish museum at one point. So I did lots of different kinds of jobs just because, and then there's always the learning curve at the beginning, like a big mm-hmm. learning curve because sure. you're starting from scratch. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time three to six months were up, 
I kind of f- felt yeah. comfortable, familiar with it, and mm-hmm. then I would quit and go and do another job. Hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, you you seem to take uh, I don't know if you know listening and empathy and you know to the next to the next level. You know, just already thus far in this conversation, you know, yeah. most people, most people, especially today, we're all in such hurries, such a hurry that it's we might listen for a few minutes and you know, not really try to feel or or understand where someone's coming from. But, you know, you said, how did, how did Jesus live mm-hmm. and feel and think? So you, yeah. it sounds like you devoted quite a bit of time to, to reading the new Testament and, and uh, to just to understand that. And then, and then how did these other blue collar people feel and live? So let me get a job but, and actually experience it. Right. But I didn't, but I didn't want somebody to interpret it for me. I wanted mm. to have the experience. Mm. I wanted to I, I wanted to think it through myself and uh-huh. come to my own conclusions. So Gotcha. Um and and partly, you know, why that? You know, if I look back now, I say, you know that war I went through? Yeah. As crazy as it was and as frightening as it was. Sure. An incredible gift because literally we got everything taken away. Our culture, our home, my parents came from Latvia. So lost the farm, lost the country, lost the culture, uh, lost the the house, lost the possessions, uh, you know, basically lost everything except our clothes, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, our clothes mm-hmm. and, our, and our skin, mm. right? And, and what that did is I had to start from scratch mm-hmm. because everything was broken down, everything didn't work couldn't know know where to trust so i lit, literally had to build a life from scratch hmm. and part of what makes us not do that is we have a too good mm-hmm. and yeah. we're in the process of destroying what we have and mm-hmm. ending up in the same kind of thing that happened during the second world war hmm. because if we need to create that to become wise then we will create that disaster ourselves for our own learning. Interesting. If we need to create the disaster, we will for our own learning. You're saying for our own, own learning. Yeah. Hmm. And, and and because the, you know, the, 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 in Europe, you know, they had a first world war when that ended mm-hmm. in 1918. Mm-hmm. They had 21 yeah. years before the second world war started. If they had practiced peace in those mm-hmm. 21 years, there would not have been a second world war. Mm. Right? Yeah. But what we, what they did is they stopped and they then they shook themselves off, then they rebuilt stuff, but they didn't pay attention to how mm-hmm. we need to live in order mm-hmm. to be able to live together helping each other instead of messing each mm. other up. So right? and so you said that the the war you were born into for you and your family and correct me if I'm you know misinterpreting um but that that actually was an incredible gift okay um, i don't know about the rest of the family got this it this is a, for, only for, my for experience you, of it for you yeah and yeah and there are lots of people who went through the war who just you know i did too like until i was 26 27 i bitched about the war all the time well, what do you expect? I was born in a war. Well, what do you expect? I was born in mm. a war. And then one day I sat down and I, and in, in, I was just sitting on a porch in the in mm-hmm. the warm in this warm on a mm-hmm. warm day, mm-hmm. and it occurred to me that through all my dramas and all my traumas, 
something took perfect care of me. Mm. And, I, and I had never given that a moment's acknowledgement. Mm. And I said, wow, life took perfect care of me through all of that. I've never acknowledged it. I've never said thank you. I've never <laughs> felt gratitude for it. And I've never thought that this might be a good friend to get to know. And that day I said, you know what? I think I, I actually want to get to know life mm. a little better than that. Because wow. it's because it's yeah. running the show. Sure. <laughs> and it's been so good to me. Yeah. So and if right? you hadn't if you hadn't experienced that hardship, that adversity, the war that you were born in into, you never would have been asking those questions. I, you, you I might have, have just taken everything for granted, just like we do just like in a we way. Are today. <laughs> we certainly take for granted that we're oh, yeah. rich and we have, you know, you know, and we want to travel Absolutely. and we want to do this and we want to do that. And then yeah. if there's a lockdown, then we all freak out. Right. But <laughs> right. for me, when we when the lockdowns happened, I said, OK, well, if you can't go outside, go inside, <laughs> go inside. Go. And I, yeah. I literally it didn't affect me at all, hmm. it, you know, because it's like I don't have to be doing something outside. Hmm. The most beautiful experience that a human being can have is the experience of themselves in stillness. Hmm. OK. And when <laughs> and when and when you fall in love with that, you're free. <laughs> yeah, because right? what else? You no, can't, you're free. Sure, because it can't be taken from you, right? Yeah. Um, so you know, we've gotten we got to age 28, and then yeah. now you're you're now you're 81. Let's let's fast forward yeah. through a few decades here. I know we're not gonna yeah. we're gonna gloss over a ton of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we we yeah. might have to do two of these. <laughs> there you go. I have to bring you back, but yeah, give us kind of you know. You, if you want to call it yeah. highlights, lowlights, uh, walk us through from say 30 to, to 80, as I, far as just the rest of your, your story. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so then it became a memory, this experience that I had became a memory. And so then it was like, gee, I'd like to live in that presence mm. on a moment to moment basis. And that question took me to someone who showed me a stillness practice mm. that I've been okay. now doing for over 50 years. And fundamentally, wow. this goes back to, you know, seek first mm. the kingdom, mm -hmm. which is within you, because it's mm. all in, 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 the, in the book, right? Mm -hmm. And then everything else will start working better. Okay. So, so, that, so then I did that. And then I got, I got married and we had three kids mm -hmm. and my marriage broke up. Okay. And I was really upset. And I had just begun to do this practice that leads to peace and unconditional love. So mm. I wasn't very good at it. And I was, oh, I was so upset. <laughs> sure. And then, and I took a job as a pesticide sprayer. Okay. Because I wanted to kill something. And pesticides kill things. They're, in fact, okay. that's the only reason we make them, to kill insects or, or, or animals or plants, weeds, stuff like yeah, that. Sure. So I did it. That's that's actually why you took the job, because you you had this. That's why I took the job. I had the license from a gardening job I I had done. Okay, uh, and I did, I was really careless for three years. I walked barefoot over the lawns. I sprayed the skin peeled off the bottom of my feet, so I started mm. wearing boots. But it was a summer job. I did it in a bathing suit, and the mm. wind would drift the spray on my back. And somebody asked me, "Aren't you worried you're going to get poisoned?" I said, "Nah, I'm immune." And then after three years, I got poisoned. <laughs> so then I went to a doctor and said, what do you got for pesticides? I got uh, um, 
I got cramps, nausea, dizziness. And my mm -hmm. energy, like at 38, mm -hmm. was down through the floor. Mm -hmm. I literally walked through a, a walk uh, around a city block. I would have to sit down and rest. And you think that was from the pesticides? was absolutely from the pesticide poisoning. So I went to the doctor, what do you have? She said, nothing. And at that point, the penny mm. dropped for me. Oh, my health is really, it really, really is my responsibility. Mm. And so I went into the research because I had the background in biochemistry and genetics and mm. read everything I could on nutrition and health, uh, nutrition and disease, because the idea is the body's made out of food and it's always turning over. 98% mm -hmm. of your body turns over every year. You don't even notice. Mm -hmm. And if you, if something goes wrong with you physically, mm -hmm. then all you need to do is raise your standard of intake of your food mm -hmm. and your water and your air. Mm -hmm. And in one year, you can have rebuilt your body 98% to a higher standard. That's wow. called healing. That's why healing is possible because it's always turning over. And so, and then yeah. I got stuck on, on oils because that was the most confusing area. So as okay. one, I read a study, omega-6 is an essential nutrient, which mm -hmm. means you can't make it. You have to have it. you got to get it mm -hmm. from outside. If you yeah. don't get enough long enough, you die. But if you bring it back before you die, all the problems that come from not getting enough are reversed. So omega-6 is an essential nutrient. You have to have it. And mm -hmm. the very next study I read said omega-6 gives you cancer and kills you. <laughs> and my head and, exploded. Yeah, not, like, not that cancer is funny, but absolutely. it's. You I mean, know, how can, that be, how can that be true? Yeah. I have to have yeah. it for health and then it kills me. That's right. like same like that God story, right? Right. <laughs> Loves yeah. me unconditionally. Yeah. I look at him, he kills me, right? Right, absolutely. And that contradiction forced mm -hmm. me to look deeper. And I began to realize that they're the most sensitive of our nutrients, that okay. and omega-3. Okay. They, uh, they are damaged by light, oxygen, and heat. They need the most care. Mm. We give them the least care. Mm. And when the oils are made, even before we use them for frying, they're already maybe 1% damaged. And if you have a tablespoon of an oil that is 1% damaged, how many, how many damaged molecules do, do you think would be in that tablespoon? It's a question for you because I, there's a reason why I ask it. One, uh, one, one percent of one, of one tablespoon, one yeah, US tablespoon. Uh, a million. A million, okay. So the no actual idea. number, because molecules <laughs> are very small. And I yeah. know you don't have a basis for ma making the right. estimate, right? Sure. And most, most of us don't. Right. But... In that one tablespoon, you don't have a million. That's a million is six zeros. You have 60 quintillion. That's a six followed by 19 zeros. So wow. your estimate is 13 yeah. zeros too short. That means a thousand million billion trillion. So it's like 60 trillion times too low. And the reason I say that is if mm -hmm. you were going to get in a plane to fly somewhere, and somebody yeah. who only tells the truth told you, oh, by the way, did you know that your chance of crashing and dying on this flight is 60 trillion times higher than you thought it was? Would you get on the airplane? Hmm. Absolutely <laughs> I told not. them, I was in Ireland. I told them I'd canoe back to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but I love this. And, and so because I mean, cause, because yeah. what we're doing is we're underestimating by huge numbers, always mm. a billion times or more. We're underestimating the damage we're doing to ourselves with these damaged oils mm -hmm. before we even fry them. Interesting. So, so, so yeah, more I health mean, problems come from from damaged oils than any other part of nutrition. And then okay. there's pesticides in the oil, and then there's plastic in the oil from the containers, yeah. and then yeah. there's you you fry them, and that you got to multiply the number by another ten times. You add one more zero, then you do that for thirty years, and you think right. those molecules, when they get in your body, are not going to interfere with what's supposed to be going on there. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's crazy. I thinking. have a bridge in Brooklyn. I want to sell you, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, and then I, and then out of that came for me, oh my yeah. God, I can't get healthy on oils made like this. We should right. make them with health in mind. So I developed a method for making oils with health in mind. Okay. No, I, and I out of that, that came flax oil. Yeah. Okay. And then flax oil made me omega-6 deficient. I got dry eyes, skipped heartbeats arthritis like pain in finger joints and thin papery skin. Those are omega-6 deficiency symptoms. And I then developed a blend that is properly balanced between omega-3 and 6 because that's really important too. Hmm. So that's kind of like... Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's uh, I mean, most people, most of us would just quit when they see a study that says, you know, the two, two studies that essentially contradict each other. They just say, well, I... You know, a lot of us will just stop digging at that point and say, forget right. it, I can't trust anything. Okay, uh, but again, but again, why, why, why did I keep digging? Because I needed an answer, because I had a problem. And yeah. I couldn't just put up with, 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 you know, some ballpark guess. Yeah. No, I love it. And, so and, I and, needed and that. One of and the it was that, our... again, it was like needing to find out how to get my, myself healthy. That yeah, made yeah. me have to look for what is right. actually true. Yeah, it wasn't just a, a you know for your to to scratch an itch that was just out of you know intellectual curiosity. This was very right. real for you I mean, and exactly. very personal yeah. about your your own health and your own life, the rest of your life. And, and um, so that makes a lot of sense. But but you know, and and I just love the fact that because this is a constant theme on our show is just taking ownership of your situation and you've alluded to this multiple yeah. times and you said yeah. your health is your own responsibility. Yeah. Um, so that's just consistent with, with, a you know, it's a very different story, but consistent with a consistent mm -hmm. theme among our guests that we yeah. have on the show. Um, the other thing to add to that as a, as yeah. a general, as a general yeah. point is that our worst disasters have the potential, every one of them, to become our break, greatest breakthroughs, every one of them. If we acknowledge, accept, examine, and learn. I love that. Them. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's really good. So and that's hard to know in the moment when you're when you're experiencing oh. <laughs> a disaster. No, well, I I was not thinking that during the war, and I yeah, was not absolutely. thinking that while I was poisoned by pesticides. My hands were sweating. I had sure. cancer to look forward to. So it was like, but I, I stayed with the experience hmm. and then said, okay, well, what do I do? They can't help me. So I'm on my own. What do I need to take responsibility for? And fundamentally, that's the process. Yeah. You know, so 
and we've so on this show we tend to cover several different types of adversity you know in, in life we all experience adversity in yeah. in uh, different categories and it tends generally speaking to fall into financial relationship and health we've already yeah. talked about all three in your case i mean you 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 experienced poverty and and homelessness yeah t- technically I, and you, I, you, you I, one summer yeah. i ate out of garbage cans <laughs> wow because i wanted then, to prove <laughs> because i wanted to prove that you could be on a fresh plant-based diet out of canadian garbage cans wow <laughs> um so and then you you obviously experienced major health challenges as well and then you experienced yeah. relationship challenges with your yeah. with your divorce and um yeah. so walk us through the the kind of the remaining if not you know the the most recent i should say you know say 10 to 20 years of your your life and then we'll get into yeah. what you're up to now yeah. in more detail okay so then so then from oils yeah you know so so i developed a method for making oils with health in mind and i got an award yeah. for doing it because i started an an industry and i have no business background i have good biochemistry and science background no business background but yeah. when when i realized 99% of the population doesn't get enough omega 3s yeah but they're essential was like and they're and they're super super sensitive way more sensitive than the than the cooking oils five times more sensitive than omega 6 mm. and i thought okay if we could make them with health in mind and bring mm. them back to the population undamaged oh my god we could help almost everybody mm. and you know when you yeah. can help when you can yeah. help people i could i think all your listeners yeah. viewers yeah you know that when you help somebody yeah. It feels good in your heart. Absolutely. It feels good. And I got so enthusiastic. Oh my God, we could help so many people. And yeah. we got so inspired. We started from scratch, you know, in a van without air conditioning. I was sleeping on the floor and we did 101 days, 85 cities, 35 states, 17,000 miles by road. Hottest months of the year, no air conditioning. And we were wow. just on fire to tell the story and everybody got excited because because of our, our excitement yeah. and flaxseed oil, which was a brand new thing, yeah. became the second highest selling oil in the natural foods industry where we were active in two years. All, wow. all in enthusiasm. So I, I, I wrote a, a note on Facebook yesterday. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, <clears throat> um, if somebody tells you they want to do something, what would you tell them? And I said, I would tell them not to do it unless their passion makes it impossible for them to hear me. Hmm. <laughs> right? Because yeah. the passion, because passion is what gets things done. It's not sure. what gets paid for gets done. Passion gets is what gets things done. Yeah, I let, was let's broke. actually let's let's talk about that for a minute because yeah. we bring that up on the show uh quite a bit actually. Yeah. Um you know, and again, this show is for entrepreneurs or people who are interested in small business and entrepreneurship. And and I love the fact that you weren't focused on, you know, serving yourself, really. You were focused on helping and, and serving others. But, you know, what's your view on, on following your passion versus, you know, following the opportunity and listening to sort of the the market and where the you know where other people are saying they have a problem in other words a lot of people say oh follow your heart follow your passion and you'll make lots of money and you'll be successful uh 
you know, but you have a, a pretty good counter argument to that, which says you can ruin your passion, ruin your hobby if you try to squeeze every dollar out of it. And you're not really, if you're following your passion, you're really only focused on yourself and what pleases you is, you know, as opposed to, and, and you know, in your case, you were passionate about helping others, but what's yeah. your view on what, <clears throat> if you're going to start a business, yeah. you know, and you're going to try to solve a problem and make, make some money from it. Right. What's your view on following your passion versus listening to what the problems are out there? Well, I think, I think, I think looking at the market is safer. Okay. We started doing something. There wasn't a market for flax oil. Nobody mm -hmm. was asking for flax oil. Mm, yeah. So if you're if you're going to create a market, yeah, you, you need more passion mm, than you uh, need yeah, sure. if you're just going to follow a market, right? Sure. But the two are sense. always related because somewhere along the line, your wild-eyed, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. bushy-tailed enthusiasm yeah. has to bring something practical. Sure. Exactly. Into being right. too. So you're yeah. always got both of them. Yeah. But if we'd asked the bean counters whether we should make flax oil, they would have all said, don't do it. Absolutely not. Right. And I moved in with my mother hmm. when I was okay. I was 41 by that time. Okay. I moved in with my mother to write the book that took me hmm. six years, a book on fats. It's now called Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. It's pretty much okay. the tome on, on fats. Uh, and and uh, and basically because I wanted to pursue it, and I got room and board, and mm -hmm. I was able to help her. She had a stroke at one point, and mm. so I was able to help her because I was living there. But I, you basically, sure. if if the passion is strong enough, you'll find the situation that mm. allows you to see it through. But Love the passion that. has to be real. It can't just be oh wow. Sure. <laughs> No, oh, that's, that's or a... some people like some people say, "Oh wow, I'm really inspired." <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. It has to be wild-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> Love that, right? Yeah, and awesome. it has to, and it has to fit you. Sure. You know, like like that fit me perfectly because I had the background, I had the interest, and I liked yeah. the that kind of, you know. Sure. So your passion has to fit your personality as well. Yeah, and that's, your that's experience a... and your talents. Sure. Right. That's, so, that's a great point because we're all created differently. So that's you, you do have yeah. to play to your strengths and how you're how you're wired, if you will. Um, For sure. Yeah. So okay, now you, you and now you, so you went on this when you were doing this tour, yeah. and I think you said thirty five states. You what, what were you what were you actually doing on this tour? We're telling everybody who who could listen or who was willing to listen yeah. about. Flax oil and omega threes, but and but the was benefits this with a, from a, making a megaphone? Oils. I mean, how were you telling it? What, you know, going to health food stores or what was oh, your? Oh, we we had you know we <clears throat> everything. We had somebody who helped us uh, uh, with with the with the logistics, mm -hmm. uh, and we had as few as two people, and mm -hmm. as many as fifteen hundred on oh, that wow. tour. But wow. we literally talked to everybody. Gotcha. So it was like, you know, yeah. when, when we had two people, we went and went for coffee in a restaurant and we did it mm -hmm. over coffee. So right? you're just getting, the, getting that, that swell of you're spreading the passion and getting kind of that enthusiasm yeah. to build. Um, yeah. And the story was good, but what carried mm -hmm. it was the enthusiasm and everybody mm -hmm. wanted to work with us. Mm -hmm. And so then we had, you know, um, 
So for instance, everybody wanted to carry the oil, the distributors. Mm, Can we carry your right. oil? So I'd yeah. have a I'd have an interview with them. The first interview was, do you have refrigeration in your storage mm. facility? Yeah. Because the oil is best refrigerated. Mm, gotcha. Oils are very sensitive, so refrigeration is important. So we set yeah. that standard. Do you have it? If he said yes, I would I would pass him over to the driver who was doing the deals and see if they could make a deal. Mm. If they said no, my second question was, are you willing to bring it in? And if they said yes, I'd say, well, call us when you have it. When you have a when you have refrigeration. When right. you have refrigeration when you've brought yeah. refrigeration yeah. in. Right, right, right. Understood. Yeah. And if they said no, I said, this is a good time to end the interview. We would not do business <laughs> with people yeah. who would not take care of our precious oil. Yeah, no, that's and great. We sell, and, and, so we had set standards. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we actually, still hold to those standards. This was like 1988 was the big tour through the US. Wow, yeah. And we still hold those standards. That's great. I, it reminds me, I went through a little uh, craft beer phase for, for a bit there. And and you yeah. know, a lot of these, the high-end brewers, they will not distribute. Or if they do, it's very localized because they just don't, they don't want their products sitting there for six yep. months. This, you know, IPA sitting there on the shelf of some liquor store for six months and then somebody gets the product and it's it's terrible you know yeah, yeah. just keeping yeah. the control of the the actual product because you know because yeah. like, they have such high standards and they'd rather sell a lot fewer you know cans of yeah. beer than yeah. than ruin the actual product so yeah. that's and that's oils great. are like that mm -hmm. they're even more sensitive to damage sure and the taste gets worse when they mm. get damaged. Yeah, I can imagine. So they need that more than any, any other food. They need yeah. that care any more than any other food. And because we make them with care, yeah. people get results. So yeah. a lot of our, a lot of our uh, marketing was word of mouth <laughs> because yeah. people noticed. Right. Because it's the most neglected area and omega-3s are the most often too low nutrient mm. probably in the world. Hmm. And when you get them right and they're made right and you get the balance right and you do mm -hmm. everything right, people yeah. get results. So practically speaking, for someone out there, whether they're an entrepreneur or not, is this, can you take a, you know, I've seen a lot more companies who do, and I've, I have worked with one, who do testing, blood tests and, you know, uh, other kinds of tests to get your, uh, to really measure your own nutrient um breakdown i guess and yeah. you know dna uh micro you know whatever else <laughs> all kinds of different technical yeah. terms and ways to to measure <clears throat> your, your uh, the elements in your body so yeah. is is there a way for someone to practically do that or um there is omega but it's confusing. And omega yeah you can okay. you can get a, a um plasma yeah. fatty acids or red blood cell fatty acids or okay fat deposit fatty acids and you're going to get different answers mm, one gotcha. is what you're doing today red blood cells the last 120 days and fat deposits what you've done through over the past two years mm. so then okay. people would send me these these tests and say what does it mean right because the doctors couldn't figure it out it's like they didn't know what it <laughs> meant so wow. what we didn't do that at the beginning of course we didn't do that mm -hmm. what people noticed and that's how we measure um, optimum intake, is that their skin felt less mm. dry. 
Mm-hmm. Dry skin means you need more of the right kind of oils. When mm-hmm. you get enough oil in your body, you're, mm-hmm. you're optimized. Skin gets them last and loses them first. So we would sense. say take as much oil as it takes to get mm-hmm. your skin soft and velvety, mm-hmm. which is ballpark tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day. Mm-hmm. But they okay. got to be oils made with health in mind. And then these oils also help you detox oil-soluble toxins out of your body because it'll carry them out mm-hmm. to the skin. I see. And then you can wash them off. So and so we didn't do the we didn't do that. Mm-hmm. We basically said take the oil for a month, mm-hmm. mix it in food, spread your intake out over the course of the day, mm-hmm. and see what you notice. Because mm-hmm. it could be skin. You might yeah. find you have more energy. Some people notice it within uh, within hours. Mm-hmm. Some people take weeks. We did a study with athletes where mm-hmm. we gave them a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day of the oil blend called Udo's oil. Mm-hmm. And within a, in 30 days, if they did their sport to exhaustion, mm-hmm. their performance went up by 40 to 60%. We did strength and endurance sports. Wow. Huge that's energy. So that's energy is one. Then people notice after six months, their, their brain works better. They become better at computing. I was pretty smart anyway, mm-hmm. but I actually got smarter taking mm. the oil. I also was never good in sports and poorly coordinated. And I think that was because of omega-3 deficiency that I had mm. pretty much all my life until we started making flax oil. Mm. And then okay. my, my coordination improved. So my physic nice. and and my energy and fit physical fitness improved. Yeah, my like said, my you, mood was always good, but it got better. That's fantastic. So there's uh, lots of lots of yeah. things that do it, and every cell in the body needs omega threes, and ninety nine percent of the of the people don't get enough. About, so there have about, to be uh, lots of things that get better when you when you fix that problem. How about joint so pain? How about oh yeah any, uh, oh yeah. yeah. Better flexibility and mobility, less pain and tenderness hmm. in athletes, because 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 your knee joints are yeah. are the most vulnerable part, right? Especially sure. knees and sometimes shoulders and elbows. Sign sign me right? up for that. Why? Because <laughs> because you just torque it you just torque it wrong a little bit and you wreck yeah. your you wreck your joint. Yeah, absolutely. So okay, yeah. you know you've definitely. So then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So then when I when that was done. I said, well, what, what's next? So the next most neglected thing is digestion. So okay. in a way, I'm, I'm actually working the markets. Mm. In a sure. way. Yeah, yeah. Right? So sure. what's next? Well, digestion. So then we got into digestive enzymes and probiotics to replace the ones that are damaged when we cook our foods. Because mm. in nature, fresh, whole, raw, organic is how creatures eat. Mm. So we, we mm-hmm. cook... We destroy the enzymes. We kill the probiotics. They need to be replaced. Mm. And then fiber, because fiber is re- really important for feeding the microbiome mm-hmm. and also really good for bowel regularity and detox. Mm-hmm. And then bitters, which are good for digestion and liver function. Mm. Okay. So I started working with that. And then I started looking at, say, okay, well, what else affects health? And when I asked the question that way, it was like, <laughs> well, actually everything affects health. And that's what got me into, into what does he- total health look like 
mm-hmm. based in nature and human nature. Okay, and so, so because, for instance, if, you, if you're content, contentment reverses aging. There's research on it now. There wasn't when I started, but hmm. there's research on it now. When you feel loved and cared for the way yeah. life loves and cares for your body unconditionally mm-hmm. and empowers you. Yeah. When you feel that, all of a sudden, you know, it's everything changes. Because yeah. when I didn't feel loved, yeah. it's like, okay, what can I do that gets me taken care of? Mm-hmm. But now I feel taken care of. Mm-hmm. Now I feel cared for. Yeah. It's like, not, it, okay, actually, it's not about me anymore. I'm mm-hmm. cared for. And if I, don't, if I mm-hmm. don't feel cared for, I know where to go to feel cared for. Because that's always inside of me. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I feel cared for. And yeah. now it's not about me anymore. And now it's like, okay, where can I help? What needs yeah. to be done? How can I make the biggest splash for good in the time that I have on this planet? Yeah, I Completely mean, uh, change my orientation. So uh, contentment, you know, seeking mm-hmm. contentment, seeking to find the unconditional love that runs mm. the body yeah. is why that's so important. Is because you can't really serve if you're mm-hmm. always feeling like you haven't mm. got enough. That's why yeah. some people can have hundreds of billions of dollars and be mm-hmm. just as stupid as the people who have nothing, <laughs> right? Because yeah. they got the money, but they don't have the contentment. And mm. why do they hang on to all that money? It's because they feel that if they gave it away, they would feel even more discontent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when they feel content, they say, "Yeah, why do I need? Why do I need a hundred billion dollars?" Yeah, right. The most no, expensive it's... meal is 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 a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know right. why aren't why am I not sharing this? Why am I not putting this to to mm-hmm. projects that make life less painful or more joyful for other right. people? For others, yeah. And that and that respect the environment and that respect nature and that yeah. where we where we you know. If you have a hundred million billion dollars, yeah. you should be spending your life singing and dancing in gratitude for the incredible gift of life. Absolutely. No, and we we certainly talk oh. a lot on the show about you know financial adversity and financial success or financial yeah. abundance, right? And and I think it's a, a very important topic. Money is is critical and it, it plays in a very important role. It's all throughout the Bible. But, you know, well, it's good. It's a good tool. It's, it's, a a, tool, it's a convenient right? tool, Agreed. right? But right. but it's and it's the love of money, yes, that is destructive, right? Right. Not the Agreed. money. So money right. is a tool in good hands. It does good things, and in yeah. destructive hands, it does destructive things. You but know, it's we're, really, we're really spending. We've yeah. just spent nine billion dollars in in Canada mm. on Ukraine war, and we have spent zero dollars to promote peace at home. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And do yeah. you think peace is just going to drift down on us without any effort on our part? We have to make, we have to, you know, we have to uh, plan for war and make all the gadgets and the gadgets and all of the, you know, so we took put an enormous amount of money into war. Right. Defense or, or mm-hmm. aggression. Mm-hmm. The two sometimes are used interchangeably. Mm. Right. And we're not mm-hmm. putting any money into where's the peace department mm-hmm. in the United States or Canada mm. or Germany or UK? Where's the peace department that says yeah. how do we how do we help people discover the peace that is within yeah. them that so that allows uh, them to settle down 
and yeah. and be good citizens. No, and I, I absolutely agree with you know just going inward and it, it, the stories have been different with our previous guests, but a common theme has been that you need to go inward and work on yourself. I don't know that anyone has talked in such depth uh, as you have as far and gone in such depth as personally, as far as going inward, maybe they have, but um, there, there's a, a similar theme among other guests where they need to go, we need to go inward to address, you know, our own issues and, and kind of mm -hmm. deal with things inwardly. Yep. And then it becomes not about us anymore. And it, and it absolutely is yep. liberating. But, um, but, but the other reason there's, there's a, a other thing, you know, is your, business is an extension mm -hmm. of you mm. and yeah. and in in the places where you're well developed in yourself that's yeah. going to show up in your business mm. that's really and in good. the places where you are problematic mm. that's going to show up in your business too mm. so it's not, so yeah so, so for the doing the homework and becoming yeah. whole yeah will create a business mm. that can run properly Absolutely. So that's, that's homework. Great. So to run, so to yeah. to run a really good business, you have to do homework. No, that's homework very is good. the work that's, you do at home. And we yourself. we often throw out terms like invest in yourself or you know, yeah. but what does that mean? Right. And yeah. and I think what you're saying really is invest time and 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 uh, go inward and invest in 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 yourself in that way and get yeah. still, yeah. right? And yeah. um that see will how only deep benefit you, your business. Yes. Right? See how deep you can go. See how mm -hmm. long you can stay there. Mm -hmm. See what you discover about mm. the magnificence of being a human being. Mm. Right. That's because really there's peace. There's love. There's inspiration. They're all built in. Yeah. So and when, I can tell and you, when you're and when you're like when you're just like on fire, right, with life for life, mm. pretty much anything you want to do, you become <laughs> you good. Do. That's great. Yeah, because I can tell you from from you know, and I know a lot of other entrepreneurs can will vouch for this. It's just so easy to focus on the next the next fire to put out with your business and you know, I've got several entities yeah. myself and there's always some some problem, right? And so yeah. it's it's seems more practical and more more beneficial uh for my business to focus on those business problems uh right. as opposed to focus on myself. Okay, but but it takes one second. Mm -hmm. You have a problem, yeah. To ask yourself, what would it look like if there wasn't this problem, and then just to put that in place. But then okay. you have to. But then you have to have taken that second mm -hmm. to look at what what is you know. Sure. So what we sometimes do is we just do band aids all the yeah. time because we're right. going so fast and. If you want to solve all the problems, you come up with a thousand problems every day, mm -hmm. right? And then yeah. it's bandit, 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 bandit. Oh, ignore, sure. ignore, ignore, ignore. Well, that's not. So you have to actually suck back and say, mm -hmm. "What would it look like if it was perfect?" Mm -hmm. And then build that. So talk. So that's now from vision rather than from uh, you know that's from, from that's from carrot rather than stick. Yeah, right, right. right. It's, and it's less reactive. So I do and, have some... And, and some, chasing carrots is always more yes, fun than, than running true. through sticks. Absolutely. Um, so I do have some rapid fire questions, but very mm -hmm. briefly before we get there, um, talk to the, the entrepreneur a little bit more as far as, say, you know, the listener has a small business and they're, they're maybe they've got a few different small businesses they're running around and they've got... Yeah. 
a, a, a family and, you know, say a spouse and, and two kids and they can't find enough time in the day to, to keep their businesses profitable or they're trying to start a new venture and their health is, is just going to have to wait for, you know, five to 10 years or so maybe they're suffering a little bit physically, maybe even mental, mentally, mental health is definitely on the rise in our, in our country. And I don't think it's, uh, it, well, I'd, I'll say in, in the world, and I don't think that's just a matter of doctors are now diagnosing it more. I think it's absolutely on the rise. Um, talk to, you know, I, I know that I just covered a lot of ground there, but talk to the the entrepreneur in a practical way. Besides buying, you know, putting in an order for your book and your supplements, what's the first step to kind of get a get a hold on on their things and to on their life, I should say, and to okay. um, get healthy. Okay, well, the first thing you you need to know is that when you're physically ill, perfect health health still exists within you. Life is perfect health, and life will rebuild your body as long as you provide it with the building blocks. So what you eat, what you drink, how you breathe is important. Mm -hmm. Because if, if, you, if you don't cooperate with life to give life the building blocks, it needs to, to make your, to rebuild your body better, mm -hmm. then, then life can't do its job. Mm. But it is, you have perfect health within you. The template mm. for perfect health exists with you, in you, no matter how sick you are. Mm. So that. that's, that's for the physical, for the mental. Yeah. Yeah. When you're mentally ill, it's because yeah. your focus is in your thinking. But everywhere except the cortex of your brain, there are no thoughts. There are no thoughts in your kneecap, no thoughts in your bum, no thoughts in your heart, no thoughts in your lungs. Mm -hmm. Right? So when sure. you're mentally ill, yeah. the cure for mental illness is to focus where there are no thoughts. Hmm. Okay. Because that exists. So, so mental illness and mental health live yeah. side by side within you. And the mental health part of you is way bigger than the mental illness mm. part. Mm. But if you are 100% of the time in your, right. I'm not good enough, oh, uh, oh my God, what if the, what if, yeah. this, what if the <laughs> roof falls down? Right. Oh my God, what if, what if, what if? R right, right, absolutely. Right. So if you spend 100% 100, 100 of your time there, you're going to be very right. anxious. Sure. Absolutely. At the same time, perfect peace lives within you. Perfect mm. love lives within you. Inspiration mm. lives within you. Mm -hmm. Wisdom is within you. Calmness is within you. Mm. Kindness is within you. Yeah. So it's learn great. to shift your focus. First of all, know that it's there and then learn to shift the focus because then you can say, okay, today I want to be anxious for three minutes, but mm. only three minutes. And mm -hmm. then you shift your focus back into, into, yeah. So don't don't pretend, don't pretend problems don't exist. I mean they do, right? And, and acknowledge that the risk is real and problems are real and yeah. bad bad things can happen as you very well know, Udo. Um yeah. but don't spend all your time focused on that. And that goes back to right. your when you, you know I'm recalling when you talked about when you studied when you initially really got into studying medicine. Yeah. You said that uh, essentially the the system is focused on, on studying disease problems and disease exactly yeah. so that's, that's why that's i left a, yeah. yeah and i um, i talked to the dean i said what what is health he said we don't know we're working on it <laughs> so i'm never and then I, I realized in biology you're actually closer to studying health 
Right. right? And that's why I went back into biology. So I have a really good, like a good background. If you want to be into healing, into physical mm -hmm. healing, mm -hmm. really back, good background is biological sciences. Mm. It's not everything because we talk, we call it life science, but actually we don't study life and biology. We study form and function. We mm. never got to life. So we mm. don't study life and biology. You study life by going inside and getting in touch with the life within you. Mm. That's where you study so biology, real biology. We're gonna we're going to get to these rapid fire questions yeah. here. And yeah. but one last question before we do that, if you had to kind of recap, you know, the show is from adversity to abundance and we, and I don't pretend that, you know, you started with adversity and now you have, you're in a hundred percent abundance without any, any challenges in your own personal life, but you definitely started your, your life in, you know, in, in some serious in, adversity. In a hole, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we've talked about financial relationship and, and health yeah. challenges that you've had. If you had to look back kind of over your 81 years thus far, adversity to abundance, mm -hmm. what, what, how would you encapsulate that? Awesome ride. <laughs> awesome ride. But an awesome, awesome ride. Because you yeah. don't know when you're in it. You know, yes. you, sometimes yes. you don't know when you're in it. Right. But then, but then if you, if you do like a deeper practice, you realize that in the midst of your disaster, you are still unconditionally loved by life. Mm. Now, if you could remember that, if I could have, if I'd have known that during the war, I probably would have not be, been as shy and as, as, sure. as worried and as afraid. Yeah. Right. And distrustful. But I didn't know it at the time. But mm -hmm. if you're a little older and you've heard this, you know, yeah. cultivate, cultivate, not staying in the perfect place mm -hmm. in the midst of everything changing. And half of the things you call disasters are just things that don't agree with your expectations. Mm. Those are not disasters. You need to you need to change your expectations because mm. in the world of change, everything changes. And you don't have the control of in what direction everything changes. So don't mm -hmm. even don't, don't even try. try that. But sure. bring maybe maybe bring something that's that's cool. Bring something cool. Bring something that's inspired. Bring something that's loving. Bring something that's in peace into that situation. Yeah. So and again, I keep saying that the last question till to before these rapid fire questions. Yeah. But, do, <laughs> yeah. but do you do you? I just find this fascinating. Do you? Uh, how do you view Christianity? You said that uh, it sounds like you still think Jesus is life in some way, but how do you view maybe the Bible and Christianity uh, at this point? Okay, I'm going to give you a different answer. Okay, <clears throat> if you if you trace it through the through like the solar energy, the uh, through the you know, through 93 million miles of space, filtered through atmosphere, filtered through green plants. That solar fraction becomes your life when you eat the plant and the solar energy is released in your body. And okay. that energy is also the Christ energy. What that means is every human being on this planet, mm -hmm. and actually you could add the animals and the plants too, is conceived immaculately, immaculately, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as a Christ child. Okay. And then and then in our mother's body, where I call it the Buddha tank, just because that sounds mm -hmm. interesting, right? <laughs> in the Buddha tank, nothing to do, nowhere to go, everything taken care of, pretty safe. So your focus in the womb, where is it? 
It's not outside. You don't even know there's an outside. Mm-hmm. So your, your focus is at rest inside, in its source, in life and in awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're literally in nine months of deep meditation, meditation on life. Mm-hmm. Then you come mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and now you have to deal with the world, survival, got to learn mm-hmm. stuff, got to monitor change for survival. And your focus goes from being present inside, absent outside, to being, to go, becoming more and more present outside and absent inside. Mm-hmm. That's where heartache comes from, mm-hmm. your disconnection from yourself. Mm-hmm. Heartache okay. is your call to come home, although there's a hundred different triggers for it. Mm-hmm. But it's always uneasy here. I, what I say to people, because we don't like heartache, because it's not comfortable, you know, and we like fun, you know, say, mm-hmm. no, when you have heartache, don't look for it because you'll have heartache in your life. It's part mm-hmm. of the deal. Yeah. When you have heartache, sit with it. Mm-hmm. Quietly sit with the feeling and feel it. So And acknowledge it and yeah. accept it and embrace it. And maybe you could even be grateful because that's the second greatest gift you've been given other than life Hmm. because that's your call home and that's your Hmm. starting point and about a hair's breadth less than a hair's breadth deeper than your heartache is your reconnection to your your life your christ Hmm. your solar energy your Hmm. individual essential self Hmm. wow that was uh I'm going to have to listen to that again. <laughs> that was fascinating. <laughs> there's a lot there. But there's a lot there. That's just, yeah. Like I said, we, I knew we were going to get philosophical, yet still yeah. practical. And, I, and we definitely did. Um, but I, I do, you ready for a few uh, rapid fire questions? Sure. Yeah, just, just say, let me say one more thing. Imagine Absolutely. 8 billion people living reconnected to the core of their being, where they're Christ-like or master, that's also the master, or their CEO, or their mm-hmm. dic- benevolent dictator, mm. where that lives inside of every human being. Imagine the world if people actually did that homework and mm. found their way back to that as an experience, not just as a head trip, but mm. as an experience, as a lived experience. Mm. Oh my God, that's the, that's the hope for the world. All right, so Udo Erasmus, yeah. what, what do people misunderstand about you? I don't know because I don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that answer. Um, yeah. If you could go back and give your 18-year-old self some advice, what would that be? Chill. Chill. Everything, everything, everything's going according to plan. <laughs> awesome. And one day you'll know the plan. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. If you were given $10 million tomorrow, what would you do with it? I would give most of it away to towards people reconnecting okay. to themselves. What, what does that look like? I mean, who, who are those people? Is that an organization? Or, uh, uh, you know what? If I had $10 million, I would have to create a budget. Because There you go. Um, but yeah, it's, it's people who do things that, you know, I know enough about it that I'm in a pretty good position to mm-hmm. assess Mm-hmm. what is destructive and what is constructive. Gotcha. Okay. And, you know, I, you know, so I would, I would, that would be my first thing, but mm-hmm. I would also feed some hungry people and, 
Mm. You know, I, I would, you know, there's, there's so many ways to, yeah. to spend money constructively. Sure. Um, that, and, and I'm, it's really easy for me. Mm. I would probably uh, maybe give some puts to politics that is neither extreme on the right or extreme on the left. Mm -hmm. You know, I would be yeah. always looking for something that goes in the direction of my, my life mission there must be a way that people can live in harmony and I'm mm. going to find out how, right? <laughs> so that. that's where I would, I would spend gotcha. it in, if you, in that direction. If you could have coffee, I don't know if you drink coffee, but if you could have coffee with any historical figure, who, yeah. who would you choose? I would probably, I, that would probably be Jesus for me. Gotcha. But it could be Buddha too, Krishna and, and Ram and Lao Tzu, Lao Tzu, any, I would, it would be, I would like actually to have a meeting with all of mm. the people who mastered living. Mm. So okay. they, and I would want to, and I would want to listen to each one of them tell me their is essential story. And you think that that's mostly the people who you just listed as far as spiritual and religious leaders? Yeah, I'll tell you why, because the, the spiritual leaders only had one law, love. If you follow that law, you don't need any other laws because mm. no one ever kills somebody in a moment when they're feeling loved. Mm. Okay. So they had one law and they also were, they were entrepreneurial in that they brought things out of themselves, mm. but right. they could have made arms, but they mm -hmm. didn't. They brought love out of themselves mm -hmm. and they, they only did what works for everybody, hmm. right? Sure. So yeah. you get, if, if you get the, the uh, you know, sometimes the entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. they just want to do something that makes money. Right. But it could be arms. That's not good right. for everybody. Sure. Right. And then the other side wants to do all the social projects, but they squelch the, inter the internal initiative. Hmm. And the masters were the best entrepreneurs and the best socialists, both at the same time. Mm. And that's what be a balanced human being. Okay, man, this is, this is good stuff. This is deep. Um, <laughs> what is a book or two that you could recommend uh, for, my, for my listener? You can talk about your book and maybe one other one. Oh, uh, well, Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill is my book. The mm. last chapter is, uh, is sort of the big picture. Okay. Um, uh, one that was very instrumental in my development was The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. I've heard I was of that, in yes. science. I was in science and I read it and honestly, I felt a buzz for a week. <laughs> it was just so different and now it's not, but, but that's a good one. Mm -hmm. But there's, you know, but the other, other way to answer that question is read lots and read widely and mm. read about things that you're not interested in and read about things that you don't know anything about. And trying to get it because it gives you a, a, a sense of where thinking is and what mm -hmm. people are thinking about. And that's helpful for you because mm -hmm. it, it teaches you. Yeah, well, you've definitely dived into many different topics in your over your 81 years so far, as far as studying so far, many still dis reading. disciplines. Yeah, I, I think you've got you're gonna you're gonna keep going for several more decades. I think reading, reading, and studying. Um, so far, so far, it's looking good. If uh, what is one question that I have not asked that you wish I had? 
No, I think we, uh, I think you did a I think we awesome covered it. job. Yeah. Awesome. And it's Great. good. It's good because you break in and you, and you say, oh yeah, but I, I want to say one of my, one was, it's really good. I, you're a really awesome. good host. Thank you're a really you. good host. And you're, you're open, which is, you know, and you let me develop it and you don't try to push me in one direction or another. So, you know, just enough think, little nudges, but no, yeah, perfect. Not too much. Um, Udo, where can our listeners find you online? Uh, online, uh, I have a website called udoschoice.com, U-D-O-S-choice.com. That's where the products are. I have another one called theudo.com. We're just building that. It's actually still a, quite a mess. But, you know, the human nature and uh, total health stuff is going to be in a, on that website. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel, Udo Erasmus. Uh, mm -hmm. and let's see what else I'm on LinkedIn and I'm pretty active. I post stuff all the time. If you just punch in, go on Google and punch in UDO, mm -hmm. I will come up on yeah. the first page because yeah, there are not very many to, Udos on this planet. Pretty easy to find you actually. And there's also yeah. UdoErasmus.com. I'm not sure if you mentioned that one, but yeah, the, um, the Udo.com is just easier than Erasmus. Got so it. Got the it. Udo gets you to UdoErasmus.com. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Udo, this has been really, really good. I'm definitely going to listen to this one again, uh, for sure. So like I said, philosophical, spiritual, yeah. um, you know, talked about physical health adversity, relationship, financial, we went yeah. deep and wide on this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is, this after 81 years, you get to do that. <laughs> if you've been paying attention, if you've been paying attention, absolutely. Yeah. Makes Totally. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. We All really right. Well, thank it. you. Thank you for having me. I'm. Uh, this is better than me talking to myself in the bathroom mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And to the listener out there, thank you for listening and spending your most valuable resource with us. And that is your time. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Investors, have you ever experienced challenging communication or the headache of tracking taxes and insurance? Meet BiFi a loan servicing company founded by investors for investors. With an expert team and best-in-class vendors, BiFi will partner with you to service your loan from start to exit. Visit BiFiLS.com to see how you can get started today. That's B-I-F-I-L-S dot com. Thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us, your time. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and fellow podcast listeners. One entrepreneur at a time, we can change the world. See you next time. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, inspiring stories of mental, physical, and financial transformation. Available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.